Welcome to the Jack and Stacy Show, and I'm Stacy's son Clark, and here to tell you about it. There are two women wrestling with things of this broken and beautiful life. Each week, they will tackle a topic in a transparent, sometimes distracted, but always fun way that hopefully encourages and challenges you. They will break down each topic by looking at it through four lenses, ourselves, God, our people, and our community. They will then they will then give you a task to go forth with. Vaya con Dios. Welcome to the Jackie and Stacy show. I'm Jackie. And I'm Stacy. Uh, I group. almost forgot that like a uh, intro. I was just like, yep, Jackie. Well, this I mean, is the Jackie yeah. show. <laughs> I was just like smiling and nodding. We've only done it a few times so I can understand how you would yeah, forget. Like only 232 other times. <laughs> It's so crazy to wrap my brain around. <laughs> so here we are talking about relational health. We're in our series on health, and um, we've talked about the lens of self and the lens of faith. And as y'all know, but we repeat it anyways. But we don't even really need to because Clark's got our backs in the intro, yeah, right? True. So, so true. now we're moving into talking about relational health through the lens of our close, closest people, our close relationships, mm-hmm. right? And so, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about relational health in in relationships. In relationships, which that obviously, sounds like a good idea. I mean, yeah. and also sounds really easy. It's easy. <laughs> so this will be, I think, the most overview of all the close relationship talks that we've had okay. from the beginning of time. Wow, so, what does that mean? I'm so excited. I'm just saying, in gen, it's going to be in general. A general, yeah, a general overview. Okay. So you guys ready? I'm ready. I really think that there's three things in order to have relational health. Ooh, look at you. The first one we've already covered. Which is? Boundaries. Know thyself. Oh, know thyself. <laughs> know thyself. So, of course, that breaks into a bunch of things. But right. we, we, you could go back and listen to our self thing. Right. And because our, our first episode on every topic, we start inside, we define the topic, we start with ourselves. Yeah. And that's it. That's know thyself. We'll expand upon this, of course. But then number two would be, and really number one, just do number one for the rest of your life. Try that. Just number one over and over and over. Just try it forever and ever. (sighs) Number two would be then, know the other person. Mm. Here's what's hard about that. They have different ideas than you. Dang it. (laughs) They don't want to do all the things you want to do. Even though at the beginning, they kind of do. Like, imagine this. Imagine this moment when you're like, oh, yay, I'm young and I'm cute and skinny. (laughs) But you don't know it. You don't know any of those things. You want to be older and more mature or whatever. Okay. And then somebody comes in and they just make you feel great. Everything they do just makes your heart swell. They give you a first kiss and, oh, I mean, this is a romantic relationship, right? But even friendships. Minus the kissing part, probably. But, like, you're around someone, you're like, oh, my gosh, they're the best. They're so wonderful. Everything about this person is great. Until you learn more. (laughs) I always say, people I don't know are so amazing. (laughs) (laughs) They're wonderful. They're so fantastic. Because I don't know their stuff yet. Correct. Yet. Mm-hmm. Right? And then we all just get kind of disappointed because the other person's not oh, just like gosh. fulfilling us all the time. Oh, Jerks. Is that why? Rude. Um, and then, guess what? They also learn about you. Yeah. 
And then you have conflict because then you're not just like flying high on that uh, euphoric cloud of having just met somebody and everything. You don't know anything bad yet. And, and you're just, both on your best behavior. Oh, man. Everything's shiny and wonderful. I mean, there's some people like in Hollywood and stuff, they just move from that to that to that to that to that. There's to some that people that. everywhere that do that. True story. Yes. True story. Because why not? Why have not? that all the time. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's a great question, actually. Why not? Well, a bunch of reasons. But. A bunch of reasons. <laughs> One is if you never get past that, like, you never really grow, right? You're just always... Well, you don't grow because you don't yeah. actually learn more about yourself. Exactly. Because you hide all that crap. Correct. And then, two, you don't have depth of relationship. Depth of relationship. And so, you, because you never learn, you'll never want to find out about their crap. Yeah. That's technical terminology, y'all. <laughs> For, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, that's jargon right there. Yes, exactly. And so, um, that's it. Two steps. No, just kidding. The third step is, and I'm loosely basing these three steps on the book the that book. I've been reading that's sort of guiding this stuff. But don't have no fear because I also have lots of steps to help you with step three. Remind us the title of the book. I have not read this book, so. The book is called The Mastery of Love. The Mastery By of Don Love. Miguel Ruiz. Okay. And so the third step is, then you have to decide. So if you learn about yourself, you know what you want, and you know what you need, but also just like who you are and what you want. Okay. This is good and healthy. Mm-hmm. And hopefully if you're doing, we're going to talk a little bit more about doing that work of discovering maybe stuff you can hone and... What's the word like when you're molding yourself? So like you're the clay, you're perfect and beautiful and wonderful, and there's some refining. Refine. Refine yes. is a nice word. I'm gonna write that word in my notes. Yes, because I like that word. Refine. Um. And then, um, once you know that, and then you learn about the other person, then you can decide. You can decide too. Like, what can I accept these people, the person, Got it. as who they are? Um, and sometimes it's like, oh, heck no, I cannot accept anything about this person or, okay, I can accept. And this is, I think the struggle is, well, you made me mad and you don't love all of my things or we have conflict and we don't know how to resolve Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. So at least, you know, this is what the mastery of love taught me was you get to decide if you can accept this other person or not. And that's okay. So that's interesting. So I'm going to need to hear more about that. So yeah. the deciding part, is it once you decide or do you decide over and over again? Great question. Because that's it, a is good that question. only in romantic relationships? I say that a lot. No. Or is it like I can't really decide to not be in a relationship with my kids? Or can't, I mean. I don't know if you could. You could. I mean, you I could, could manage it. but. Well, then, so there's more steps okay. to okay, it, right? Okay, I need to hear more about so that. So there's more yes. steps. Great. So let's start with number okay. one. Okay. That's learning about yourself, awesome. which we kind of already addressed. Yeah. But in an overview, you know, you've got to, like, take do some reflection. What's, yeah. What's Ask yourself step? hard questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Awareness. Yeah. Awareness. Yeah. So yeah. what we talked about in our first episode, Cliff's Notes, is... Know that you have the source of love, God's unconditional, unfathomable, unextinguishable love mm-hmm. inside of you. Mm-hmm. So you can just give it away. You don't have and to be give stingy it away. with it because it's overflowing. Right. 
but it doesn't mean you, you know, there's boundaries and stuff. When that's what we talk about in yes. level in number three. Okay, so we also talked about like having awareness of yourself because most of us go through life and really just are not very self aware. We we're not aware, but we constantly and that the book says we are just constantly telling lies about ourselves. <laughs> and and it's not it doesn't mean it's not in a big old judgment way. It's just kinda like that's sort of how it's, we do. All day, every day, we're telling lies oh. to ourselves and about ourselves. I so feel like pretty soon we believe everything. Oh. Yeah. And and once we are aware, and I, so we brought up the Johari window, that part where that we see yeah. and the parts that we expose to other people yeah. or don't, parts that other people see in us that we have a blind eye to. Yeah. Um, and then practicing forgiveness of yourself. Oh, yeah, that's right. Or as a gift to yourself. So we talked about those things, um, looking at yourself. What are some other things that you would say would be like putting in that work to discover who you are, what you want, what's like the reality, the truth of who you are? This is the hard work of our entire lives, by the way. I feel like that. I feel like it, like yeah. often it's counseling, it's getting a life coach, it's talking with friends about hard things, it's asking yourself hard questions, it's journaling, it's paying attention. I mean, oh my gosh, it is hard work. It's not mm-hmm. easy, Stace. Yeah. May I, um, is this something I could delegate? <laughs> yeah. Can I hire someone for this work? Yeah. Do they have that online? Oh my God. Is they there might. an app for that? Is there an app for that? Probably, yes. A, yeah. I mean, for sure there is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which just, maybe was a, would be a good tool. I don't know. but um, It just like listens to you because it's on your cell phone. It just listens to everything you do and it makes like a whole personality profile oh. about you and tells you all the terrible oh, things about you. Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm glad you <gasps> said that things. because like for me, the Enneagram is a huge tool in this regard. Oh, yeah. Huge tool. I feel like, and Mike will say this too, my husband, for those of you who don't know him, um, he will say that the Enneagram, besides Jesus, has been the number one thing that has um, grown him in his life. Really? And that's true for me and my relationships, too. Wow. There's nothing that's even close to touched it. T- wow. t- touch it. <laughs> English is here. hard right now. Um, I mean, maybe like some of my, like, uh, Brene Brown stuff is has gotten close, but not mm-hmm. really. Um, yeah, the, the Enneagram. Learning not just uh, well, basically learning why you do what you do. Yes. And what your like fears are around that and mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. why those fears are driving your decisions and your thoughts and your um that has been really powerful and not always pretty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I highly recommend the Enneagram if you do not know about it or have not used it in your life. I know Stacy's a little resistant to it, but well, um, no, I mean I got a book and I have shared a PDF that I found online. That helped me, and I listened to a podcast yeah. called Enneagram for Idiots. Nice. And it was several, I think they recorded a long time, like several years ago. Yeah. I don't know if they do, I don't think they even record new episodes oh, now. Okay, it's just a one off. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think it maybe just faded off in their lives. Maybe they like got married and had kids or something. But hilarious and rated R. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> they say the bad words all the time. <laughs> um, but they're so funny. I think they're two Canadian gals, and they are super knowledgeable about the Enneagram and very into like pop culture. And they'll be like, what do we think? They'll do a whole episode on what do we think P Diddy is or whatever, you know, like the the age of it. Well, which is hilarious about that is the whole thing about the Enneagram is you cannot tell what other people are. Right. (laughs) But they do all, they have an episode on every, um, of the nine types and Mm. they all also have 
like 27 different episodes on the different wings because you kind of like lean one way. Is that what Sub- it's called? The wings. That's there are wings, say. but but the 27 is the subtypes. But anyways, subtypes. So you, you're okay. either social, one-on-one. Oh, no, no, no. They, don't, they talk about that a little also, but Got they it. talk about the wings. Okay. So maybe that's not 27. Yeah. It would be this way or that way. 18. So that'd be 18. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that was super interesting because I... Um, I think I listened to them as I was going through my divorce mm. and I was trying to understand myself yeah. more. Did it and help that you? Was really, it was really helpful. Remind me what you are, what your number is. I'm a one wing two. Yep. Everybody thinks maybe I'm a seven or maybe even an eight because eight has like anger as their core thing. But once I read a little bit more about what your core fears and your core desires are, my core desire is to be good. Hands down. Not to be enigmatic, but when I'm healthy, there's like... You go to... You go to yeah, seven. Yeah. So then I am, when I am healthy and enjoying whatever, and when I'm unhealthy, I go to four because I fear not being unique. I fear mm. um, like being judged, which is kind yeah, of part envy. of it. So, there's like... Uh-huh. Envy goes there. Yep. Yeah. I just read that the Jealousy least envy. number... I'm not saying that correctly, but... Oh, we're getting off topic maybe a little bit here. That's it's right. seven. There's like only like four percent of the population or something or something. It's truly a seven. Yeah. Interesting. See, like when I'm healthy, I'm acting like a, right, a right. seven. Right, right. Go to seven. Because but... it's, you know, like um oh, what's the main word for it? For seven? I wanted to say lust, but Oh, what do you mean? Um it is. I think lust would be like the seven deadly sin that's a, uh, the sin of the seven. Like, uh, I think so. Yeah, something probably. like that. Mm-hmm. Um anyway, because you just only one enjoyment. More and more and more. more, and more. All the good and stuff. If you don't get good stuff, then whatever. Yep. Interesting. Um, so it is interesting. So that's okay. these are these are things you can do to find yes. this first step is learning more about yourself. Yes, totally. Which again is life's work. This life's is work. not something that we can give you do a over the weekend. Out. Yeah. Just take a just go on a retreat. Add it to your to do list. Just take, you know, put it on the grocery like pick it up yeah. at the store, um, and so. But part of this is something that we talk about a lot is being able to then ask for what you want. But you can't do that in a, re- in a close relationship if you don't know what it yeah. is. Yeah. And so I kind of want to talk about, um, talk about asking for what you want. Because, well, this is more like the communication. This really the step two, which is learning about the other person in this relationship. Whether yeah. it's a close friendship, whether it's. Um, a romantic relationship, like we've kind of been referring to parents, child relationships, siblings. I mean, we talk all the time about these real life relationships. Yeah. And can I take another total complete detour? Of course. And I think, as we do, was it you or some, I think I sent you something today that was about like kind of the reality of friendships, what friendships really look like. They don't look like they do on Pinterest, but we're all wearing cute hats and wedge shoes and, you know, having brunch and sipping champagne and Sometimes (laughs) they do, but very rarely. Um, Sometimes that's what friendships look like. But let's talk about like the little things that build close relationships Mm. too. Um, I don't know why I want to go on this segue, but I do because I feel like it's important about this part about learning about the other okay, and asking for what you want mm-hmm. and um, like commu- the communication that really occurs in this mm. number two thing that I'm lumping a bunch of crap into this number, number well, two. That's perfect because <laughs> it's called number two. Okay. <laughs> All 
right. Uh, so when we learn about other people, yeah. how do we, how do you do that? How do you learn about someone who's your friend? Is brunch and sipping champagne or sometimes. is it sometimes that sometimes it's like driving somewhere with them or just having yeah. like a, a event that like sports we've talked about how you sitting build even friendship like sitting and watching yeah. something together yeah. or Absolutely. and That's how sometimes huge. because of seasons literal seasons yes like sports seasons or yeah, parallel lives for yes. a little bit uh-huh. of a season of time right where you're sure. alongside somebody yep. and you start sharing little bits yeah. of yourself yeah right yeah and start listening to yeah. things about them. Yeah. And and once we do that, once we get in a closer relationship, like we kind of said at the beginning, well, then you kind of learn about the depth and the pain and the annoyances and the annoying things that that person does, right? The things that are different and things that draw you together that are the mm-hmm. same. Yeah, yeah. And so um, how do you more clearly and more effectively express yourself? This is where we're going to kind of talk a little bit because I want to... Sh- talk about in this number two is John Gottman is like the he and his wife really have the Gottman Institute Mm -hmm. I think they're in like the Pacific Northwest okay located physically you could go there you could take a retreat there and take classes there or online and stuff like that or read some other books but he has like these seven principles it's a book and I I don't know if that's the title of the book okay but something like that like seven principles of to have great marriage. Oh, okay. I think that's what okay. it is. But all these principles really apply with any relation, any close relationship at all. And like, so here's some of them. I'm just going to kind of list the the title of them off. And then, actually, you read them off because okay. I'm going to go grab my computer to commute. They're up here in this corner. Okay. Jackie's going to read them off. So Gottman's seven principles. So sh- number one is shared love maps. Am I just reading them, Stace? Yes. Number two is nurture fondness. Number three is turn toward one another. Number four is let your partner... Uh-huh. Intervene? No. Influence in- you. Influence. <laughs> <laughs> let My your partner influence beautiful. you. Number five is solve the solvable. Number six is overcome gridlock. And number seven is create shared meaning. Okay. Do any of those make sense? Just reading the titles? A couple of them, but not all of them. Okay. So like um, share love maps. I don't know what that means. Okay. So what they, that's kind of just like the learning about the other person is communicating what makes you feel loved. Mm. You know, we talk about the love languages right. and telling people. So it's, we've also talked in the past, Jackie, about. It doesn't diminish something if you say... If you have to ask for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you say, you know what would make me feel loved? If you... X, Y, Z. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then the other person does that thing. You don't need to the be like... The problem is what if they don't? If they don't do that... Great question. <laughs> I was just told today that I say that too often. Great oh. question. <laughs> that instead... It's like I say that as a placeholder while my brain is going. Oh. It's just my quick response. I think that's and I an okay placeholder. What other, what Except other, if you're arguing in front of an appellate court. Oh, send it to the judge. Oh, I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's about gathering information and learning about the person. But if we keep going down these seven principles, we'll learn that, you know, for example, later on, you, it's like, let your partner influence you. So your job, you, 
I don't know how to tell you how to react if someone lets you down in these ways necessarily, except for we're just responsible for ourselves. And so these are things that we can practice so that we are practicing these principles. Correct. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, but the second one is nurturing your fondness and admiration. Mm. So this is telling them by, okay, you said I would make you feel loved if I did that. So you got to listen and practice and then do the thing. Yeah. 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 And then if they, if someone expresses to you disappointment that you didn't do that thing, take note now do it for reals. Um, and this happens, I don't think as often in friendships because I think we often just kind of brush people off if they Mm. don't perform the way we want them to maybe in a real, in a close relationship. Mm. I think it's, um, but I don't know. What do you think? Do you think that you could you could have feel comfortable enough to ask your close friends like, oh, "Would you do this thing for me?" Mm. I think as women, it's a lot harder. It's hard. I think men, it statistic. I know that statistically, it's easier for men to ask for what they want. Interesting, huh? And statistically, it's harder for. I don't know if it's harder. It just doesn't happen as often. Yeah. Because probably it's harder. I don't know if that's really the reasoning behind it. Yeah, um, interesting. So when those things happen and maybe someone doesn't do the thing that you asked for, that's the third thing from Gottman is turn towards each other instead of away. Mm. Um, I know that this in past relationships, especially for me, has been something like, well, now you're my enemy. And it's more of an adversarial relationship mm-hmm. rather than Come here with me and solve this problem that we have. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of moves into that number four one is letting your partner influence you. What would you, what do you imagine when I tell you that? I don't know. Let your partner influence you. I mean, I guess just that's part of, part of that's just paying attention. Yeah. It's, it's also kind of that turning towards one another, like let's together solve this problem. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. It's that kind of. Um, like with, I, I'm, this is kind of a fun one for kids to bring into, okay, this thing. Cause you tell us a lot about not just managing their behaviors all the time, right. but man, what would you say would be the opposite, opposite of that? Of that? Yeah. Um, uh, values, teaching values. Yeah. So like encouraging values. Mm-hmm. And so, it, so how would you like let your kids even influence you or bring them into that mm-hmm. to like discussion mm-hmm. over okay, what are we going to do? What are our values here? Yeah. Um, like and, and help bring, you know, bring children in even to making decisions mm-hmm. and giving them options, that kind of thing. And that moves into five, which is solving your solvable stuff. You know, like what, solve, what things can be used that we can bring that in, bring in these tools that we've already been talking about. So all these things kind of build upon each other. Okay, got it. Um. And the, are you, you on guys the Gottman website? Is that where yeah. that we can find that? Okay. Yes, you guys can absolutely find this there. Yeah, this is intriguing stuff. It's, it's new to me. Yeah. And then, so six is overcoming gridlock. And this one I think is harder and that you'd have to read more. Like you'd have to get their book and read the full thing because this would be difficult for me. Okay. And I can't explain it in 30 seconds or less. Got it. But identifying what's causing that block. Like when you cannot come together and oh, sunshine and roses, let's solve this problem together. And it's not working. That would be gridlock. No, I want it this way and you clearly want it the actually opposite way. Got it. How do you do that? Um, 
It doesn't necessarily mean fixing the problem and doing the thing my way or your way, but instead taking small steps Hmm. towards one another, towards overcoming. And so trying to break it down into something smaller that's not like, you wanted to turn left and I wanted to turn right, and now what? Okay, can we take one more step forward together though? Yeah. It's trying to break down things like that. Okay. And then lastly, this is kind of like the beautiful part, is creating shared meaning. So in relationships, in friendships, in your relationships with your kids, with um, romantic relationships, siblings, what else am I thinking of? I mean, those kind of like our, those are like the big ones, I think. Um, Is creating shared meaning. And that's kind of, that's that partnering, that what kind of, what's our thing? Yeah. Our special bond. And what is it, what does it consist of? And yeah. reminding one another about it. Yeah. And going back to that and revisiting it. And that kind of moves back to like that nurturing your fondness and affection, which was step two from this. Anyway, so these Gosh, are we all. We could talk for like days about I know, these are one of those. Such, <laughs> such like a flyby. Yeah, it's good stuff. So definitely, if you've never read anything by John Gottman, even just Googling the Gottman Institute, mm. um, I think that's the website, the Gottman Institute. Um, so, so that you can. Go through that step two, which is learning about the other and communicating. And the last one, the last thing for me was we kind of talked about deciding, which was one, but mm. I might, I might make that instead a. I had a couple of options here for this okay. step, okay, which is managing your expectations. Oh, yeah. So yeah, we can try to do all this stuff, and what happens when it doesn't happen? What happens when you ask for the thing? Yeah, and they aren't doing it or can't do it or whatever. Um, how do we, what are some ways, some tools that you've employed, Jackie, yeah. for managing expectations? I feel like that's one of the themes of my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it really ultimately leads to, to so much more peace and joy when you can manage your expectations. Right. So much more peace and joy. Um, I mean, really, it's just a choice when it comes down to it, right? Like, am I going to be frustrated all the time because other people aren't doing what I want them to do? Or am I just going to decide that it's enough, whatever it is, is enough? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know. I So the tools I use is just reminding myself what really matters. Mantras, um, being intentional when going into situations, um, being aware when something's going to be hard ahead of time and reminding myself who I want to be. Same focused on that, same focused on my values and those interactions, finding things to distract myself if I need to, <laughs> communicating, I don't know, there's a million things uh-huh, um, uh-huh. that I do to try to help manage my expectations because I feel like when I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm much less happy. Mm-hmm. I'm just constantly frustrated. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think so that's, that's where I live. That's my life's struggle. Yeah is managing expectations and not delving into bitterness or anger or frustration. frustration. Disappointment. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of that, like you remind yourself of what you value and what you do. And part of my struggle, I think, is saying, that's okay that someone else is doing something different than me. Yeah. Because I, as an Enneagram One, have my struggle is applying a very high level of critical language to myself. Yeah, yeah. And so when other people... I also apply it to other people yeah. on a less uh, severe scale than I do on myself. Right. 
yet it's still pretty severe sometimes, is saying, well, forget it, or using... I don't use this term very intentionally, but the word like toxicity, toxic, they're just toxic. Cause I feel like that takes all responsibility off of me and puts it so all it, on them. I'm it could be like, that, cause you that's unhealthy that for several me. Several times recently. Well, I just think the it's word toxic. Yeah. I just don't like, I don't like a lot of labels. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. Um, but what makes you bring that up? Like, have you been hearing people use it? No, no. I wrote it down as something that's. I'm curious about that. Um, okay. That's in this kind of third step where you said like, where you set boundaries and you manage expectations and you can decide yeah. whether or not you want to engage anymore or it's healthy or good for you. That's boundaries. But it doesn't mean that you have to be like, oh my God, that's so toxic for me. Right. Like that to me, that's the difference. Yeah. And yeah. it's a very critically thought out phrase that I just used, but it's, um, it, I just, I don't like labeling. Yeah. I do like telling myself it's okay for me to decide what I want. Yeah. And, and if that's not something I want. Totally. Absolutely. And that's just kind of like where I'm, where I'm living, yeah. I guess. In yeah. That man- and managing expectations and kind of deciding. Because as everyone knows who has heard me before, <laughs> my the title of my book is going to be Where's the Line? Where's the Where's line? the line on that spectrum Somebody of anything? Tell me where, where it's just too far. Yeah. And the thing is, is you that you just you'll know. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's the only answer is you'll know. Because when it crosses over that line and somebody else could look in and be like, "Oh my gosh, how did they even put up with that for so long or do that or whatever it is?" And only you can figure that out. And I don't know where it is, so I'll let you know if I figure it out. Well, you just get to decide <laughs> yeah. where that line is, and that's not yeah. always easy. For, yeah, exactly. So <sighs> there you go. Here's the three things, guys. Learn about yourself. Yep. Treat yourself. No. <laughs> Treat yourself to some therapy. <laughs> Seriously. Number two, oh. learn about the other. Practice the principles of healthy relationships by being open and learning and discovering and communicating. And then third, manage your expectations. Well, maybe let go of some control if your name is Stacy, and um, and you can decide. You you have the the power to to make these choices. You know what, Stace? That just sounds really easy. It's super. It's gosh, didn't we just say this on the morning show the other day? Is we said well, simple, it's simple. but not easy. It's not easy it's because so each of these easy. steps is really a lot of work. Yes, but. It's worth it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so give yourself the old uh, one, two, three when you're in conflict with somebody. Be like, is this something I can step back and reflect mm. on? There's, this is your Viacom yes for say the that. day. How about that? Nice. Simplifying all healthy relationships into three, three easy steps. Three easy steps. So easy. I love the it. first one is check yourself. Check yourself. Okay, and take a step back. Yeah. Number two is what can I learn about the other person here? How can I better communicate? Love really, it. all of these have to do with you because you're the only person that can do anything. And the third thing is, you know, get manage your expectations. Either set a boundary or let it go. Nice. And so you guys can one, two, three your close relationships. But I hate to break it to you. Most of the time is going to be spent in number one. I'm sorry to tell <laughs> right. you. <laughs> uh, okay, I like it. I like the one, two, three. Yeah. I can do that. Thanks, Stace. Easy as one, two, three. Oh, I love it. V, C, D. Oh, hey. (laughs) I'm so cheesy. Okay, everyone. I love it. Makes me happy. All right. Bye, con Dios.